Blog Talk Radio. I feel like this all the time trying to politically awaken people that they're being lied to, that there's an agenda. It's not left or right. It's, hey, there's mind control going on. The signals broadcast 24 hours a day through all this media. Just become aware of it, and they'll say, there's nothing going on. And I want to say, put on these glasses or start chewing concrete. have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful, and they have blinded us to the truth. The question is, do we all work for central bankers? That's what I want to address to our guests tonight. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. An estimated 50 to 70 million Americans suffer from a sleep disorder or sleep deprivation. Outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us, perched on top of us from birth to death, are our owners. Latest census numbers prove the United States has the biggest gap between rich and poor compared to all westernized countries today. Our projections show that by the year 2025, not only America, but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. The gains have been substantial, both for ourselves and for you, the human power elite. And for the first time in all of human history, mankind is politically awakened. That's a total new reality. I've got one that can see. We can't be the only ones who can see. Unfortunately, you've grown up hearing voices that incessantly warn of government as nothing more than some separate, sinister entity that's got at the root of all our problems. It's a new morning in America.
Friday, Joseph Gibson podcasting here live, understanding the times in which we live today. Let me do a test here. Test here, make sure I'm uh, being heard here on the. Uh... Yeah, okay, good. All right, just making sure. It happens sometimes when we do these early shows. But we are podcasting here live from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina tonight. It is a little after 7 p.m. on the East Coast here. And. Uh, I've got a, a lot of stuff actually to go over. I don't think I can actually probably get it all here in what I really would like to cover. But I would like to cover, you know, we all talk about the law and whatnot and uh, what we can do about the law and what's happening, you know, today, today and understanding the times in which we live. Now, if you missed last week's show, that was a pretty good show. Actually, it went viral there, that one there, where we uh, talked to the health department in Long Beach, uh, California there. Um, something similar to that, I'd like to get a hold of the Border Patrol in, uh, in, uh, down there in the southwest and uh, talk to them and actually go over some uh, laws with them, actually, that I pulled up here through my own research, where that, uh, you know, they, they have to secure this border. And, but this pandemic thing, this COVID thing, is really, 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 really getting out of control. And, uh, I mean, I just don't... I just don't foresee anything good coming out of this. How are they going to back out of this? How are they going to switch up and change up on us now with this vaccine? How, what are they going to all of a sudden a miracle is going to happen? It's going to go away? I don't know. But I'm going to be back here in a couple minutes while I start lining up these uh, these calls here. And uh, just uh, we got a good show here tonight. If anyone's got something they want to share, of course, 657-383-0616. Press the number one, and we'll get you on. of liberty, of justice for all, of self-rule, of self-reliance. There are many in this country who feel we have not yet won that war. Fewer and fewer of us are voting. More and more of us are joining the ranks of a resistance. The bailout is intrinsically hyperinflationary. The only reason that anybody in their right mind would even think of supporting this bill is because they're scared. And we need a Gideon's army to pull through the reform. And some of you are biblical scholars, you know what I'm talking about. You have to take all the people who are cowards, who will not step up to the plate, as they say, on this issue, and say, okay, dear coward, we're taking over. We're leading. And the danger here, of course, is that you're going to have a French Revolution problem, as I said, inside the United States. You now have, and some of these idiots, and even, even my friendly friends out there, who say, please, please be cautious, let this bill go through so they won't shoot us. That's what they're saying. They're saying that behind the Bush administration there are people who would actually use U.S. troops to shoot down people who want to put the this bill. That's there right now. That is reality. And that's what some of these questions are reflecting. There are people in high places, including the very high-ranking people in terms of their background, who agree totally with what I say about this stuff, but they won't fight because they say you'll be shot. We don't want to go into a death camp. Well, if we go into a death camp because we do this, the world will never forgive those who do it. And the world will never forgive those who capitulate to this. Anybody who's smart 
is not going to take on the American people in that fashion. You're not going to shove a dictatorship down the throat of the American people. They'll kill you. They'll kill you. And they can. Learn the lesson of Vietnam and a few other locations. They will kill you, and they can, if you make them angry enough. And you're about to make them very angry. The reason you're getting such a, a peculiar behavior in the House of Representatives' background is because the people out there were behind the people who voted against this bill. Those people out there are ready to kill. Not because they're killers, but because they see the destruction of everything that life means to them is threatening them. They've seen a lot of it, step by step. They've put up with it. They've accepted it. They've crawled for it. They said, we have to get along. We have to get along. The time has come when they know that everything is being taken away from them, and that was too much. You're going to find the rage against the White House and against the Senate, in particular, is going to escalate in ways during the coming days of this week and next week in ways beyond anything you, most of you believe. I can see it right there. It's there. It's coming. The mood in the American people, having gone through fake wars, they've had, they've had their children sent out into fake wars, like Iraq. It was a fake war. They don't need to go there. They don't need to get into that war. Then we got to do it. They made a mess of it, even what they started. No need. Look at the suffering of people who went in service, come back from that war, not with these deaths, but injuries, but they can't get help. They're condemned to horrible conditions. And in every neighborhood in the United States, there's someone in that category. It radiates. Don't you see the hatred you're building up against Washington? in the people of the United States, and this bill is one bill too many. You're headed for something like the French Revolution, and you're going to bring it on your own head. If you're dumb enough, not if I All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here live, understanding the times in which you live today. All right, well, uh, I'm still waiting for the people to rise up. Uh, we're going to try calling one of these places here tonight. We'll try to get some answers here. Uh, you know, why are our borders not secure? You know, what's going on here? Uh, so we're going to call the uh, Border Patrol down there, and I'm going to see if I can get them. Uh, I was going to do the San Francisco there where they've – I want to get the latest news on the uh, COVID uh, lockdowns and what they're trying to – heard in San Francisco they are uh, they are uh, totally locking down everything. And if you remember correctly, just to recap, uh, last Friday we talked to the California Long Beach uh, Health Department on this podcast, and uh, it was pretty shocking, some of the stuff that uh, this guy was revealing to us. I mean, the, the irrational, uh, total, I mean, baloney. I mean, if you have a cell phone, you automatically should give up your rights, or you've already given up your rights already. To check on the uh, news stories, I think they've, what they're doing is they're setting us up for this false flag with this Afghanistan, Afghanistan thing. I think that's what's going on. You know, so uh, right now you've got, uh, let's see, uh, 
we got uh, Australia got out of control here, total lockdown. And we're going to cover martial law, too. I'm going to read you some of the facts here that they don't tell you about, about martial law and about the Constitution and what you can do as the people, what you can do. Uh, Oliver North warns Taliban have uh, addresses, phone numbers of everyone who worked with the U.S. and Afghanistan. All right, well, I don't think any, some, they're going to come over here and get anybody, um, you know. So uh, the boogeyman, you know, a country with less than uh, over what they had less than uh, ten miles of railroad tracks uh, during 9/11, and uh, they were going to—they actually flew—they they managed to pull off the biggest heist. They made NORAD stand down. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. So I think they're they're building us up something right now. Um, Stubborn Joe Biden falls apart in an interview as Afghanistan crisis worsens. They're really hyping this one up. Uh, gunman opens fire on Philadelphia crowd in broad daylight. All right, what's new on that? Uh, State Department scraps 2,000 uh, flight evacuation fee for Americans escaping Kabul after outrage. Uh, you know, um, this is just uh, uh, they got a viral video up. Uh, stepbrother uh, slams Biden Harris Afghanistan. You know. Um, America demands Trump step up and protect American children from deadly COVID vaccine. Now, you see, something like that pisses me off. Trump, it's not Trump's job to protect my children or anybody else's children in America, okay? It's up to we, the people, to stand up and do something. We, the people. We are, we have the law at our fingertips. We have the means. We have, but we have to go to work tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. You know, I've got to be home for dinner. I've got to watch the kids tonight. You know, right? Studies confirm COVID injections destroy T-cells, immune system. Video of Julian Assange exposing Afghan war resurfaces in wake of Biden's pullout disaster. You know, all this stuff is on here. It's, 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 it's crazy. And NASA eyes potentially hazardous asteroid to pass by Earth this weekend. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, not the asteroid. Not that. Not that one. Uh, solar, the eclipse is coming again, too, right? Yeah, that's what they say. NASA eyes potentially uh, hazardous asteroid to pass by Earth this weekend. Uh-oh. Could this be the end? Could this be the end? It says NASA is keeping a close eye on 1,000 space rocks that are potentially hazardous to our planet. The asteroid known as 2016 AJ-193, they already got this thing named and everything. You know, they had it named, I guess. Classified as potentially hazardous by NASA, will whiz past Earth on Saturday, 21st of August. The 1.4-kilometer-wide kilo, kilo, uh, uh, space rock, which is traveling at 94,208 kilometers per hour, will pass within 3,427,445 kilometers of Earth. Yeah, kilometers or whatever. The asteroid will approach our planet at 11.10 a.m., folks. You heard it here. They won't be telling you this on the news tonight. So you heard it here. Pay attention. 11.10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. NASA will observe the asteroid from 20 to 20, uh, 20 to 24 of August using radar. It's 1.5 times the size of the Burke Khalifa more than three times the size of the Empire State Building and over 4.5 times the size of the Eiffel Tower. It was spotted in January 2016. I guess maybe it was just stopped at McDonald's to get a burger or something. I don't know. They said they spotted it there. <laughs> 
by the uh, Panoramic Survey Telescope and Rapid Response System, PAN-STARRS facility, which is part of Hawaii's uh, Halukau Observatory. What do they do there? The belly dance? Every 5.9 years it orbits the sun, and it travels towards Earth, Earth's orbit. It shoots off in Jupiter's direction. This visit will be 2016 AJ-193, closest approach to Earth for at least for the next 65 years. So if we make it by this one, if we get by this time, we're good for 65 years. How many of you guys are going to be out around uh, 65 years from now? You think uh, we'll be around still? I mean, uh, you know, seriously, I mean, I'm, I'd like to be. Uh, I'd be about 100 and, uh, let's see, 109, 108. Oh, no, I'd be, oh, no, be 112. Uh, I don't want to think about that. NASA is currently tracking. I'll be an AI robot by that time. They'll have us all as robots. You know, half half the board will get us. NASA is currently tracking over 26,000 near-Earth asteroids, while over 1,000 are considered potentially hazardous. Wow. Potentially hazardous. They say potentially hazardous. What's that mean? What does that mean? Potentially. Well, of course, potentially. Everything, everything's potentially hazardous. You could be walking out your steps and slip and fall in a puddle of mud and whack the back of your head on your steps and get, go unconscious. Everything's potentially hazardous. What's that mean, NASA? I mean, all the billions and billions of dollars you guys get, and that's the best phrase you can come up with. It's potentially hazardous. Well, speaking of mud and garbage and junk, let's call the Border Patrol. Let's see if we can get a hold of anybody. This should be quite a fiasco. It always is. Maybe we'll get lucky, and we'll give them a call and see what happens here. Let's call the Border Patrol here, and then uh, we'll take some callers here. i got some already waiting in the wings, so we'll call them. i got some questions for them. i want to got pulled up some laws and whatnot, and uh, it should be a very interesting conversation if I can reach them. They are open right now because it's on the West Coast, so it's not past business hours, but it says open 24 hours, so they should be washing our border 24 hours a day. But let's call them and see if we can get anybody. Here we go. Thank you for calling Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Border Patrol, San Diego Sector Headquarters. Para escuchar este mensaje en español, presione el 9. For seized property, our asset forfeiture office, press 1. For recruiting, press 2. For workforce management, press 3. For questions on travel through the ports of entry, press 4. For public affairs, press 5. For detention information, press 6. For any other questions, please press 7. To hear this message again, press 8. Thank you. I'm just waiting on the line here. See, hopefully they can't patch me through. Blog talk won't give me an option to press. forgot about that. I got another number here just in case. Come on now. Thank you for calling Customs and Border Protection, uh -huh. U.S. Border Patrol, San Diego Sector Headquarters. Para escuchar este mensaje en español, presione el 9. For seized property, our asset forfeiture office. All right, all right, one. they're going to do this on this for one. For recruiting. We'll do, do another one here. I got another number here where I'm at. I got to get direct. I got to connect direct. That's the That's the key here. You got to be connected directly, or or wait on wait for the next available person. That's what they, that's what the. I got one more number here. I could try for them. I should. It, last week we had nothing but success getting a hold of uh, these these guys, these clients. Well, let's see. Uh, right, ninety seven hundred. All right, let's go. I got some very. I mean, the questions I got for these guys is really gonna knock them right off their chair. I mean, they're not, they're not gonna know. They they know what they're gonna know probably what I'm talking about, but. This is going to be very interesting. We'll go over that during the, spot, the show here tonight, the state doctrine and stuff like that. All right, let's see if we get this person. 
Thank you for calling Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Border Patrol, Chula Vista Station. Para escuchar este mensaje en español, presione 9. For seized property or asset forfeiture office, press 1. For questions on travel through the ports of entry, press 2. For detention information, press 3. For public affairs, press 4. For San Diego Sector Headquarters, press 5. For mission support, press 6. For the desk officer, press 7. For any other questions, press 8. Thank you. All right, let's wait for that one. I got a 24-hour one here, too, so that might be the one to try where I get a live representative. I just found that right in my notes here. Thank you for calling Hello? Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Border Patrol, Chula Vista Station. No. Para escuchar este mensaje en español, presione en
you know, ast- asteroids yeah. come asteroids come by the Earth all the time, and there's always this big scare. Uh, you're you're calling the government here. You know, Biden's Biden's been in politics for close to half a century. Never accomplished anything. Never got anything right. Uh, in in May, you know, uh, the Taliban was never going to take over Af- Afghanistan, and 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 now it's well. I didn't say it was going to happen too quick. So, you know, this is the district of criminals. I think, and I say all. I don't mean every single one. They're they're all on the same team. And it's not our team. I don't think any of them can be be trusted for anything. And uh, the, the third party is, I think, some something you need to think about and and the way to go because they're just not helping us. That's for sure. I mean, well, you mean elect the a pri- third party? Someone as, as a third party? You said you mean, you mean third party? You're talking about running for office? Have a third party representative in there? You're saying exactly? You yeah, mean? yeah. However, however okay. it's done, yes, because these people aren't helping us. You know, they didn't like Trump because. You know, gas went down to like a buck eighty nine a gallon here in Connecticut. You know, now it's up to I don't know three thirteen or something. You know, the Trump Trump had the oil lines going. Now they closed them down. Now we got this virus thing going around. You know, when you got a small child and he's sitting at your table and he can't quite reach the table, you give him a booster seat to increase his height. To make your car go faster, you put a booster on it, a turbocharger to boost the air going into it. Now you're getting booster shots for a virus, they say, that's mutating. The virus is, is mutating into the Delta virus because when the virus encompasses whatever, whatever it is in your body or whatever it is they've given you, it mutates into something else. And now it's mutating into what they call the Delta virus, supposedly, which they know nothing about. But yet they're going to give you a booster virus that's going to fight this. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense from the word go. From what they're saying, France now has a, a vaccine passport. Iceland told everybody, forget about it. Just do whatever you want. Don't wear any masks. Here they're trying to lock everybody down and control everybody and scare you to death to get that vaccine. Which it, it, just follow the logic. It's not right. Not nothing makes sense about what they're telling you to do and, and what it is. Now, hardly nothing at all makes any sense. And and like I said, I know sitting here in my backyard right now, I have a slim chance of getting run over by that train that's going by in the background. But you know <laughs> what? If I walk down to the if I walk down to the train tracks, there's a good chance I could get hit. I'm not getting the vaccine because we don't know what's in it or what it does. Yeah, but they're saying they're saying now that they're gonna they're gonna approve it now. The FDA 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 whatever the hell is going. I can't say the words right. Uh, letters right. Excuse me. Is going to approve that thing now. They're just going to go ahead and push it through and make it approved. So this way they can lawfully say it's a vaccine. And yeah, you know, this the, goes back, I mean, what, what, what's that mean? Yeah, this goes back to the 1905 Jacobson uh, study law that I talked been talking about for a year and a half now, and they're going to do that because. Just like back then, it's in the public's best interest, and everyone else is doing it, so you should do it too. And therefore, you're going to pay your $50 fine, Mr. Jacobson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about. But you, but, but the thing of it is, look what they're doing in Australia. They're taking kids, putting kids. What the, they're kidnapping kids from their families and putting them in stadiums what? and putting them there, isolating them while everyone gets their parents get vaccinated, then the kids get vaccinated. What the hell's going on? 
I mean, well, that's what they have. That's what they have. That's what they have to do to get lots of these people atten- people's attention. Because what people need to have to do is just say no. Just say no. I know these business owners and everything. They're under the gun, and they're risk they risk being arrested or being fined or whatever for the people coming in or whatever. But the people just have to say no. This this is nonsense. It's a farce. Nothing is the truth. Everything is a lie. If you wear a mask one day, you don't have to wear it the next. Then you got to wear two. Then you got to wear three. Now we don't have to wear it anymore. And the people <clears throat> who have gotten this so-called vaccine, they are now the super spreaders. They are the ones that, that, that are converting whatever they have into the Delta variant. They are the super spreaders. That's why now they have to wear masks because they're the ones that are spreading it. But the question of it is, I'm going to get to other callers here. Just be patient, please. Uh, they, they, they say you can't come out of your house unless you're vaccinated. You can't board an airplane unless you're vaccinated. You can't walk into a bank unless you're vaccinated. You can't go grocery shopping unless you're vaccinated. You, you know, what are they going to? I don't. I just don't understand what how they're going to enforce that. I mean, are they really going to have police standing at the door of every single place that we go to? Are they going to have tank checkpoints? all around the country where you have to produce a, a, this card or this pass to go to work? I mean, are they really going to do that? Because, I mean, so if you they know, do, I right, don't so, see good things happening. So, so you know what it's going to come to then if that's what they do. Because many people are not going to put – many people aren't putting up with it now. Then lots more aren't going to put up with it. There are many more Americans – there are, there are 80 million Americans, supposedly, that have not been vaccinated, vaccinated at all. If we took 10% of those, they wouldn't stand a chance against us. I've said it before. Yeah. These, these people in the District of, of Criminals, they're scared shitless of the American people. They don't like the black people. They don't like the black people, but they're scared, they're scared shitless of us. Yeah, you know, they're scared of the white population. That's why they January 6th, they, you know, they freaked out. You know, they, they oh, boy, you know, the white guys are out there now. You know, the, you know, the blacks, you know, they'll, they go, you know, they'll burn down Dollar Generals and burn down their neighborhoods and everything. But they're not going to go do anything else to anybody else. I mean, when you really think about it, you know, I mean, Antifa and all them people, they're a bunch of cowards, so they're not going to do anything. But you get the white people up there pissed off and you take away everything they got. Let me tell you, like you said, you get a small little, t- look, it was 3% in the American Revolution, that it, you know, and uh, they won't know what to do. You're absolutely right. They'll bring in you foreign troops, though. That's for that, sure. That's right. And, and then pe- pe- all people need to stand up and say, no, this is, Amer- this is America. This is in Afghanistan or, or Argentina or wherever. This is America. You do not have a right to tell me that I can't do this and I have to do that. You don't have a right to tell me that I can't work because I'm not vaccinated. That is against our laws. That's what yeah, people well, need to do. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, I'm going to try getting a San Francisco uh, politician yeah, here on board. Okay, here. listen, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on just listen because my time yeah, is getting Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Here. Mute yourself. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. That's fine. I'll bring you back on if you want to come back on. Uh, Ms. Steve, I think I got the right number here for them. Let me try giving them a call. They might be closing down. It might be. I might have just missed them, so we'll see. Give them a shot and see what happens. The area code for Zuckerberg San Francisco no. General Hospital has changed to oh, 628. Please hang up and place your call using area code 628 instead of... Well, get the damn number straight then. You know, Don't advertise it as the right number. Then. I'm trying to get the health department, oh. not the hospital anyway. 
Wanna go out with huh? the boobies? Uh, hey, hey, you're walking your dog out there, Connecticut. We can hear you walking your dog. I thought you were going to mute yourself. <laughs> That's well, funny. I, I thought right. I did, too. It's All right, here he goes. All right, well, I'll mute you then. Go ahead. All right, 863, go ahead. I'm going to bring you on. Go ahead, and then I got another 336. Go ahead. 863. No, he dropped. 863 dropped. Okay. I think I recognize that number, 863. So, 336, go ahead. You're on now. Unmuted. 336. 336, go ahead. No. All right. Not going once. Going twice. No. All right. No. All right. I'll try you one more time. All right. Let's go back to 863. You're back on there. Go ahead. 863, go ahead. Hey, sorry, Joe. My cell service cut out on me there. Oh, that's okay. I was having trouble with a couple calls there for some reason. But anyway, that's okay. Did I, got I you now. hear that recording right? Did it say Zuckerberg Hospital? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what What's the hell that? is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's this, a new I one guess to it's me. It's a Facebook hospital. <laughs> uh, I guess it one. must be. Uh, it's a Jewish uh, implosion here. Everything from Zucker. Uh, yeah. What are we going to have next? Uh, uh, Passover uh, kosher memorial? Well, well, San Francisco is the most stringent on the lockdown right now, from what I heard, as far as the uh, identification cards and the uh, uh, shelter-in-place thing. So uh, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me. Jew heaven there, huh? So, you know, that's what it's like, yeah. Jew hell, more like it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's the most dis- disgusting city in America, San Francisco, other than New Orleans. I mean, uh what do you th- I mean, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I think if uh, they start making people have these COVID cards and these passports, there's going to be a lot of forgery. They're just going to turn forgery into a business. Can't make people take this stuff. I mean, they don't want it. They don't want it. So but I don't they want can it. Make, I know a lot of other people out there. They can make you. I mean, they, well, they shut try. down churches, for God's sake, uh, Bert. They shut down churches last year. And, and and a lot of them stood up against it, but what good did it really do? Nothing, you know? I mean, when you think about it. And now they're going to pull this crap again? I mean, I don't know. It bothers well, me. Are, it's just, they do, don't have do any you know, Do you know what these churches were specifically? What type of uh, people, political, and I guess uh, I think, what type I, of a church I think they were 501c3. Okay. Churches, they were like Baptist, well, we uh, stuff like that. Uh, they, so they were all 501c3s, I know that, that I knew of anyway. And that means they have to register and they have to comply with the government, otherwise they lose that tax-exempt status, you know? Oh, yeah, that's that's true. That's one of the reasons why the NSM is not a 501c3. They can take their audits and stick them up their ass. They're coming in go. and auditing our books whenever they want. That's exactly I, – I, I mean, I'd just rather pay taxes. Truthfully, I mean, I right. know it's a screw job either way, so. Yeah. No, it's going to take a lot more than people just sitting around the church and praying for change to to make a difference. I mean, I know that's sad state affairs, but it is what it is. Uh, they're going to have to be a lot tougher than that, you know, just saying, hey, you know, I, I said a prayer today. That's that's a part of it. That's not all of it, though. Uh, these people, they, they're, they're sitting around praying for a miracle. They want things to change and hoping that God will fix their problems. Not going to happen. Why, why should, yeah, uh, I, I mean, you I know, agree. obviously I can't speak for God. 
obviously, but I mean, just from everything I've read and I've researched and and a little bit of Bible reading I've done, it says God saves those who save themselves. So if you don't want to put two cents into it, why should he help you? Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, I've got Dr. Peter Ventura coming on and a couple other pastors in the next couple days, supposedly. They're going to make an appearance here. They want to come on. Bert, I know you've been wanting to get a piece of Dr. Peter Ventura for a little while now. Uh, just to, just to have a question. You know, maybe I think you guys you want to have some like a little uh, back and forth with him. Uh, so I think, I think, am I right? <laughs> no, he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, I don't have anything against him personally. I just, where we butt heads is with his Judeo-Christian belief. You know, he's angry with the government. He, he's, he's pointing out all the right things, but he doesn't understand that the culprit is somebody that he's defending, and that would be the Jew. We've gone over this over and over again, and, and if we're wrong, prove us wrong. Everything we keep on going back and forth, though, it all leads back to the Jews. Every time you peel back the you layers. Had, you had, yeah, you had Joe Gormley on that night. He was on my show, and he he was uh, and he called you a bigot. Remember, or what, is that what he called you a bigot or something? I, I know, and then you yeah, guys yeah. just went off on each other. <laughs> so you know, but but you but you had a legitimate question, and he could not answer you. He couldn't, and he wouldn't no. actually. You know, and that kind of no, like they, upset they just me a little bit. Well, they just want us to blindly follow the Jews. And they have this thing in their head that if Israel falls, that it's the you know, the end of days, it's the rapture somehow or something. I mean, Israel wasn't even a country till I don't know if it was 1948 or 49. So what were we living? In, in an apocalypse of some yeah. sort prior? Yeah, yeah some, some sort of apocalypse, Mad Max days prior to Israel being formed. I mean, that country was formed based on stolen land from the Palestinians. And it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger as the Israelis, the so-called children of God, whatever you want to call them, chosen people, have gone out there and committed mass genocide against Palestinians. And everybody's sitting around, I should say everybody, we're all not, but a lot of people are sitting around clapping like seals, saying, yeah, this is a good thing. Star David, yeah. God's chosen people. These people are, they're murderers, plain and simple. Yeah. These people, Palestinians aren't even white. I don't advocate for them, but murder is murder. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I know you missed it last week when we got the health department on. I got another department here that's associated with the health department. I'm going to try to get them on right now and uh, try to get a direct uh, – if, if it's a recording, I won't uh, play it all through. But if I can get someone to pick up, then we'll get a, a, a good uh, live uh, interview with them. And it's in the San Francisco Bay Area. So let me try them real quick here and uh, hopefully okay. before they close. Remember, they're three hours behind us, so – Thank you for calling the San Francisco Health Network. We are now offering the COVID vaccine to San Francisco Health Network patients who are 12 years old and above. Please press 5 for all of your COVID-related questions, including scheduling your COVID-19 vaccination and testing appointment. What if I don't have one? <laughs> Thank you for again, calling the up. Curry Senior Center a member of the San Francisco Health Network. To continue in English, please press 1 or stay on the line. Oh, Para continuar en español, marque el 2. Gong dong wa ting on sam. To ensure high quality and service, this call will be recorded. If this is a medical or psychiatric emergency, please hang up and dial 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. 
If you are concerned that you have the virus that causes COVID-19, please stay on the line to speak with our nurse advice line. Oh, great. Please do not go to your clinic, the urgent care center, or the emergency room without speaking to your care team provider first. Your health and well-being are important to us. If you are experiencing emotional distress during this challenging time, your clinic has resources to help you. Please continue to shelter in place until our health officials give us new guidance. Thank you for wearing a mask or face covering whenever you leave your home and continue to practice social distancing by maintaining a distance of six feet between you and everyone else at all times. For the most up-to-date information on COVID-19, visit the Department of Health website at www.sfdph.org. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, you may experience longer than expected wait times. For your convenience, telephone access is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For less wait times, please call us Saturdays and Sundays or during our weekday non-peak hours before 8 o'clock a.m. or after 5 o'clock p.m. We thank you for your patience. All of our agents are busy at this time. Your call is very important to us. Please stay on the line and your call will be answered in the order that it was received. Oh. What order was <laughs> Oh, then. Oh, then. Well, we're on hold. I see. I think I see Eddie there waiting to go. So I'll get it. If I get, if I get connected here, I'll patch you right through. But, uh... We'll bring him on now while we're on hold here. I'm sure everybody can hear me. Hey, you there? Yeah. Hear me? Yeah. All right. We're on hold. I I don't know how to lower that volume. I wish I could. Hope they don't play it again. I I know what I can do here. There we go. We'll get through that one. Okay, there we go. All right, well, I'm trying to get the health department, as you can see, and, uh, you know, they got us uh, constantly on hold here. So, uh, but, uh, Eddie, you can pass through. What's up, brother? No, it's not Eddie. This is Ray Ray. Oh, Ray. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was Eddie. Oh, well, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just listening. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to chime in on one little part. Remember the other night we were talking about been really fast because they made the vaccine and everything. Um, I looked it up on Google. Yeah, go ahead, keep talking. I'm just I'm just checking on the on the whole time. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I checked on Google uh, about when the flu vaccine was made, and they didn't make it till 1930, and it didn't come to the United States till 1945. So. That? It took that long to make the vaccine for the influenza, and then all of a sudden, with non-peak the- hours yeah. before eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, no, I know they made it. They actually, yeah. they actually patented the vaccine. They actually patented it uh, three years prior to 2018, August of 2018. So they patented the vaccine. How could they patent something that they didn't even begin researching on yet? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, nope, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) 
And you know where it leads to also? The Gates the Gates uh, Foundation there, the Gates, uh, Mr. Uh, Bill Gates there. Yep. You know? I yep. mean, who, who would have thought that, huh? The, the, the well, he wants, um, he wants population control. Oh, he's openly he's openly said that. He's openly admitted that. Yep. I mean, that right there is contempt of Constitution right there. That's a charge, by the way. You know, and if I don't get anybody here within the next minute, I got one other number. I'm going to try to get a hold of somebody before they close out there. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's it's criminal what they're doing. Totally criminal. But the problem is, is the American people. There's only a few of us that are awake out here. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's true. It, it, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna I can get a direct line to them, but they're in peak peak hours right now. So I got 15 minutes before the peak time. So uh, I'm just gonna hang up on them. And I'll try this other number here that I got uh, for them directly. Same same office, just another number where I can get a direct line. I'm trying to connect to them live like I did last. Last week was so awesome. I went right through, got right through, and it was just like a, like a, uh, you know, I was just doing it for the kicks, the kicks of it. Now that I'm trying to get a hold of them, I can't get a hold of them, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't win. I know. You know? Everything has a recording system these days. It's like people are too lazy yeah. to just, oh, just... You know, just answer the phone. You know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, I try calling Amazon or or something like that, or uh, your local cable company. Oh Lord, security code, this and that. Now they got voice recognition. You know, I'm surprised they don't have a thumbprint on your uh, on your cell phone now, where you scan that to identify you. You know, or something like that. You know, I mean, it's just it's insane. They do. Oh, they do. Oh, they do have that now. Oh God. Yeah, they've had that for years. You got to really? use to unlock your phone and. Yeah. The iPhones have it. Yeah, I think iPhone 6 and up. They, you put your finger wow. on the button, it scans it, and allows you to pay your bills. and use your, It accesses your credit card or debit card is what it does. And really? I got Connecticut in here, payment. too. Yeah. Connecticut. What's up, Connecticut? Oh, I just <clears throat> thought I'd mention to you, you, you say they patented it in 2018, and I mentioned before how uh, France now has a vaccine passport. Uh, and they posted signs in France and, uh, telling everyone that. The problem with it is the signs were printed, I believe, January 12th of, of 2020. That's when those signs were printed for this passport, which was, was basically before this whole thing even started. So you, you can see they were well aware of what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, it, it, they were well aware, and that's what – but why isn't anyone questioning that? And I'm going to get into the laws of this. You know, Congress, civilian control of the military and nonpartisanship. I wanted to go over this with the Border Patrol, but I've got a lot of people listening here tonight. So a lot of people on the board, if you want to press number one and join in the conversation, you can. But, you know, what is civilian control of the military? And people don't understand that. It's actually the people that are really in charge of the military. You know, the possible use of armed forces as a part of the U.S. executive branch's response to incidents of violence during uh, racial justice protests has raised questions about how the military is, con uh, is controlled by domestic political institutions. The U.S. military's relationship with American society, and a lot of people don't understand this, that uh, – that we, the people, actually, uh, I'm going to go over it right now. The designers of the Constitution were deeply skeptical of a standing army as such a military instrument could also overthrow the government. It professed uh, to serve much like uh, Oliver Cromwell demonstrated in 1653 when he used his uh, army to disband the English Parliament. All right. Uh, so um, 
American colonies without the consent of local governing officials was among the key grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence. In the context of a new, context of a new experimental and de- democratic republic, the Founding Fathers believed that subordination of the military to the authority of civil masters was critically important to prevent the emergence of a new form of tyranny or dictatorship. The principle, the principle of civilian control of the military places ultimate authority over U.S. armed forces in the hands of civilian leadership. With civilian responsibility and control of the military balanced between the executive and legislative branches of the government. In some ways, the relationship between the, uh, the military and the civil society it serves is a paradox. The military, by its, uh, uh, its very nature, has coercive power that could uh, threaten civil society. Yet, without a sufficiently strong and capable military, civil society becomes vulnerable to attack, and the former might not be able to uh, defend the latter. Civilian control of the military, congressional, and executive branch responsibilities. The Founding Fathers designed a system of civilian control of the military in a manner and conformed with the government's overall architecture of checks and balances. An elected president was designated designated the commander-in-chief of the nation's armed forces. This had the dual advantage of ensuring that an elected civilian leader presided over the nation's army while at the same time enhancing unity of command over the military. The president was also granted the ability to commission military officers' authority to appoint secretaries to preside over military services and the responsibility to regularly report to Congress on the State of the Union. Now, we always talk about martial law and whatnot, right, stuff like that. I want to get into that. Martial law is not what you think yeah. it really is and what a lot of people are thought. I've even been surprised about a lot of this crap I read in here. But uh, civil-military relations, as noted above, civilian control of the military refers to the principle that the military is ultimately, ultimately subordinate to civilian authority. This formal, formal uh, governance structure for the military has always been necessary, but not sufficient to ensuring civilian control of the military. Underpinning these structures are a set of norms, uh, a set of expected behaviors of mutual respect for the roles, responsibilities, interactions of both civilian and military leaders, which are often referred to as civil-military relations. President George Washington played a vital role in establishing the norms and culture that formed the foundation for an American relationship between the military and the civilian leadership it served. For example, in putting down the 1794 Whiskey Rebellion in western Pennsylvania, President Washington ensured that his subordinates upheld and respected civilian rule of law while doing so. This behavior, in conjunction with Washington's uh, earlier decision as a military officer to uh, uh, offset or also uh, his associates, urging to install himself as a military dictator of the weak American uh, Confederacy created the foundation for the norm in America that controlled the military would be in the hands of democratically elected civilian leaders. Over time, a key norm that emerged to help bolster civilian control of the military is that, uh, is that of a nonpartisan U.S. military. Although scholars uh, debate the norm particulars and its implement, implement, implementations of this, uh, the widely held view is that military that is a nonpartisanship or partisan, is able to serve the sovereign American people regardless of party and to defend all Americans regardless of their affiliation. This, in turn, protects and enables the process of American democracy to occur without fear of military intervention to shape a mandate, a particular political outcome. 
So basically uh, how this works, okay, and it gives you a graph and everything. I'm not going to go over all the laws and, and, and whatnot, how, how you can go about doing it, but if you want, I'll post it in the chat room, or I'm just going to tell you right now the link you can get to, get to uh, see how this breaks down and how you can actually, uh, how the, we the people influence and have the tools that the military, and we said this on the Republic shows, if you remember correct, correctly, and I know there's some people out there that are listening right now that listen to that show, the military is waiting for the people to stand up and rise up and stop allowing this, dicta- this corporate United States criminal, district of criminals, overshadow our liberties and take our liberties away from us daily, pretty much. That's what it seems like. Just like with this mask rule or this shelter in place, the military is waiting for the people to rise up and say, hey, use these tools that are there for us to bring the military in to secure our borders, to maybe even arrest these bastards. I haven't gone into the whole depth of this chart and how these tools are, are used. And it's not Sarge. I know Sarge called in one time and he said, the, the, your, the uh, grand jury. But where are you going to convene or convey a common law court today? Where are you going to do that? All the courthouses are de facto courthouses. So you'll be, you'll be you'll arrested or booted out of there. You'll be arrested for trespassing. You can't walk into any courthouse in America today and say, I'm going to convene a common law court. They're not going to allow it. They would never allow it. So this, this though, really outlines a lot of stuff, and I really want to study it some more, but I'm going to give everyone right now uh, uh, the link here that you can go to, uh, if I can find it right here, where you can, that would be easy for you. To, uh, you can go to www.https slash slash crsreports.congress.gov. Go there. And then you can also look up uh, Congress, Civilian Control, the Military, and Nonpartisanship on that same link. And you will get you – know, it's a lot of documents to read, but it goes over all the uh, reports and whatnot of how the people actually coincide with Congress to be in charge of the United States military. But, you see, we the people don't pay attention to this stuff, do we? It's kind of like the Capitol Report. We don't read the uh, – the uh, centralized annual financial report that uh, every single town and county comes out with for their state and their municipalities within their state and shows all the money that they spend or they waste or that they actually have that they cry broke that they don't have. All this information is tools out there that you, the, you, just you, the one person out there can go and examine for yourself and get together with maybe, you know, someone locally or a group of people locally to make a difference in your community or your county or your town or your city or your state for that matter, you know. But I always suggest you start locally and small first. So, you know, that that's just how, you know, I just wanted to throw that information out there for people. I mean, I'll go into it more as time progresses on uh, and more podcasts in the future. I just want to read it more in depth before I start telling people, hey, you should do this, do this, do that. But uh, definitely look up this stuff, and then there's another doctrine, too, that you can look up. Um, it's the, uh, the state action doctrine, and uh, every single state has a state action doctrine. Uh, for instance, Florida, you can go to Florida State University Law Review, Volume 11, 893, and the origin of the state doctrine and how you can use it there. It was a, uh, part of the Civil Rights Act of 1875, but it can be used for nullification and declare void a lot of the statues and ordinances that you guys have down there in Florida. I'm just giving one state as an example. Every state has that doctrine. So it's very interesting that you, uh, you know, that, that we had talked about this the other night. I think it was on, it might have been on Ron's show or, or another show or Eddie's show, actually, where we brought this up and we were talking about this stuff. You know, what can we do? 
you know, how, how can we enforce our rights or how can we go to these courts and, and seek rights or justice when they're owned by these Jewish bastards or these banks and they're, gonna, they're not going to hear us. They'll just throw us right out. But, there's, you know, before we say no, we can't, we need to make sure that we know exactly what we're talking about and say, you know, I think we can. I think there's a lot of uh, – the law is still there. I've always said this for years now. I've said it on a numerous shows. The law is still there for us to use and take back this country. And we can lawfully, we can still do it lawfully without the violence. You know, state action is still there. The 14th Amendment, we can use that, the Equal Protection Clause, to our benefit. As much as I don't like the 14th Amendment and how it's enslaved us after the Civil War, we can still use it for our benefit. Trust me. And the Supreme Court is not the freaking uh, all-say-all for the entire country. It's not. So uh, with that being said, on that, um, let me go back to the boards here. And... Uh, Anybody else who want to chip in here? Um, press number one. If not, I'm going to try this health department one more time here. I'm going to try that one. Try this number. Just yeah, one no, thing. Go ahead, you have the Indian County of San Francisco Department oh, of Public sorry, Health. Sorry, Bert. There is no operator. Oh, so go ahead. No, go ahead. Like I got this taking their time. <laughs> go ahead. No, it seems like if, if anybody researches history or anybody who knows anything about history, it seems like the more shit changes, the more it stays the same. I mean, 2,000 years ago, this same nonsense was happening in Rome. No Roman troops yeah. were allowed into the capital of the fear of the government being taken over. Well, here it is, 2021. That's what we hear everybody say. Oh, it's 2021 now. Things should be different. Well, they're not. It's the same crap. Yeah. It's just a different pile is all it is. Because now here, what, who's, is the military allowed to be mobilized on U.S. soil? Nope. Only the U.S. National no. Guard could be mobilized on, on U.S. soil. Your U.S. Marines, Navy, Air Force, and Army cannot be mobilized on U.S. soil. Why, when you see them walking around in their ACUs, their Army combat uniforms, they're unarmed. No sidearm, no M4, no M16. And it's just, here we are, 2,000 years later. So I get so disgusted when people say, well, it's 2021, we're different now. No, we're not. If anything, we're dumber now than we were 2,000 years ago. It's a de-evolution, the way I see it. So people are, what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to start standing up and, and just putting their foot down and saying no more. Quit worrying about offending everybody. The hell with these people and their feelings. What would you rather be called, racist or extinct? I mean, it, it's not rocket yeah. science. Yeah. And and another thing, too, everyone's scared of this martial law thing. You know, does the Constitution apply under martial law? How many people out there would think that the Constitution is suspended no. because they declare martial law? No. The it Constitution does apply. You know, it does. The federal government is bound at all times by the Constitution, even under martial law. The government cannot suspend or violate constitutional rights. But you say, well, they do it all the time. Like, like you just said, Bert, it's the same crap. But you got to know, you know, you got to say, this, uh, for instance, uh, you, you can seek injunctive relief, declaratory injunctions. You can, uh, you can uh, 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 go to file simple forms at a courthouse or through a federal magistrate and actually enforce your rights to make them show cause at so many different levels and avenues that you just don't know. That they, Listen, you can bind, bind these people. They know the law. They know it. And if you walk in there and you show them you know the law, they will, they will they, listen. Like uh, Connecticut was just saying earlier, they're scared of the white people standing up with the guns and whatnot, and they're going to crap their pants. Yeah, but if you walk in there with a bunch of white people that know the law and you start throwing their law in their face and using it to bind them to holding them accountable, 
trust me, they will shit their pants then too. And well, the problem is that we don't have people the problem, out there. Joe. You know, therein lies the problem. They know the laws too. So most of these Jews, they that's what they study. Their parents, oh, yeah. I want my son Oive. He's going to be better than that. He's going to go to law school. They study the laws and they're manipulating them and they're they're cherry picking them is what they're doing. They're shoving aside everything you're talking about and cherry picking. Look at Charlottesville, what they're doing there. I mean, look at yeah. January 6th. 500 people have been arrested. They're sitting in jail. Well, so much for trial. And we can go there and we can say that, well, this is unlawful all they want. They're not going to care. They're doing whatever they want. They're completely unhinged and out of control. And as much as I hate yeah, to say yeah. it, these people only respond to one thing, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not advocating for violence by any means, by any stretch. But this is the only thing they understand. Put it in their face. They're still whining about Charlottesville, which happened in 2017. Years. Was that four years? They're still crying about it. Like it's the end of days, for God's sakes. And then they're still crying. That's all we hear about is January 6th. They're still crying about it. Obviously, it's a nerve. We struck a chord. Those are the things that we need to be looking at. They wouldn't be crying about yeah. it that much if it didn't hurt that bad. That yeah, good point. You're absolutely correct. You know, and and you know, Congress's role in the military. You know, the conflict, the growing gap between the Constitution and uh, principle and practice. You know, the uh, uh, martial law. You know, uh, the, all these things. These these uh, on these web government websites, people don't check out. You know, uh, executive actions to restore integrity and accountability in government. Policy solution, martial law in the United States, its meaning and history, and why the president cannot declare it, you know, uh, why we need to protect the rule of law in the federal government. All this stuff is so important. You said the Jews nitpick it. You're absolutely right. You want to know why? Because these Jews, they all huddle up like little rats in a corner, right? And they're, like you said, they got their books open and their big hook noses pulling the pages, and, they're, and they know how to dissect it. And they're like, yeah, they look at us. We got them entertained. We got them doped up. We got them drugged up. We got them dumbed down. We got them uh, fighting with each other over race, you know, when in fact we're going to take everything and pull the rug out right from underneath their feet. And you know what? We're going to take it all because we own the money. We own the state houses. We own the federal buildings. We own all the important land. And you know what? There's, they, we got them going to those jobs just over broke every single day, you know? And that's what they got us. They got us entrapped and enslaved. And you say it all the time, Bert. Uh, Eddie says it all the time. I say it all the time. Uh, callers say it all the time. You know, we're fed up, but we can only go so far. What can we do about it? I say the lawful remedy is still there. And, yes, of course, we're not advocating violence in any way whatsoever. Somebody's got a dog there barking in the background. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got a dog. Yeah. I don't know no, you're right. But, uh, anybody wants to contribute here to the podcast, 657-383-0616, press number one. 509, I still got you there. I didn't mean to cut you off. You, still, you got anything else you want to add there? I mean, I'll leave your mic open. You've been quiet and everything, but just wanted to make sure you didn't have anything oh, yeah, else you wanted to say. I've been listening, but I was going to say something about the uh, – uh, now now they're they're uh, they're trying to get us down again up here in Washington. August 23rd, we got another uh, mask mandate, and if we're not wearing one, we get a $1,000 fine. I think that's so <laughs> fucking Jewish. Unbelievable. Uh, a, a mask. Why? Why? Why do you have to yeah, wear a exactly. mask? Why? Yeah. You know? Because we've got a piece of crap uh, coward governor, Inslee. Yeah. He, does it. He, he does everything the government says. He's a sheep. He's a lamb. He's, yeah. Well, he's a governor. He's, he's a, a governor, but the legislative body should speak up. The local legislators in that, and you need local people and local government. 
to, to stand up and stand up and fight and do it lawfully. The law is on your side. They cannot fine you for not wearing a mask. They cannot. But they will do it, and people will comply, you know, and that's what, ma- that's what makes it they can do it, you know, and they will do it because the people will allow it. And when one person shrivels down and cowers down, that one person is such an infection to everybody else who's trying to do right. It's so bad. It's like one, you see that one person wearing that mask. You know what you should do? Act like they do when you, they see you not wearing a mask. Oh, my God. Oh, what's wrong with that person? Oh, you know, I walk away from them. Do what they do to you. You know, use reverse tactics on them just like they do. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> somebody's laughing right now. I see him sending me a message. Uh, private yeah. caller, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Sarge. I know it's you. Go ahead. Hey, Joe. What's up, man? Look. How you doing? Everybody keeps saying, what's the remedy? What's to be done? Look, something's got to be done. And like I said, it's the tide of impending tyranny in the form of actual and proposed legislation to completely transform this country. I mean, I'm talking about completely. And I I think I keep saying this, and I mean it. I think the remedy is at the state level. Now, I know that sounds, you know, given the fact that many of these states have let us down so much in the past, but we can see what has to be done to prevent groups of us from being isolated. You can't isolate an entire state. Governors have got to say no to these illegitimate actions of the federal government, and they've got to be ready to mobilize their citizens to resist. Am I talking about a new confederacy? I guess you could say so, maybe. Maybe that's what it's going to take, but it's going to have to take actions by state governors. State governors have authority under the Constitution. They have responsibilities to their states, to their state constitutions, and to their citizens. They don't have to put up with COVID-infected illegal aliens being transported willy-nilly all around their states without them even being told about it by the federal government. They don't have to put up with mandates with clean energy actions and uh, acts by the federal government, unconstitutional gun control legislation, mandates, vaccine, masks, you name it. They don't have to do it. Nullification. Let's let's resurrect that word. Nullification. Sarge, did you send your local sheriff the survey form from the uh, Sheriff's Association? Did anybody go to Sheriff Mack's website like we asked that night and download the form and serve your local sheriff with that form as a survey? to see where he stands first. I mean, no, I, did. I didn't I, I didn't send the know. form, but I've gone into my sheriff's app office and talked to the deputy sheriff. Oh, okay. Okay. I well, will I then. will go I will go to the uh a website, get that form and send it to him. Even though he's yeah. a democrat, he ain't a lunatic democrat. Well, what did he say when you talked to him? Well, I'm curious. Uh, he said he appreciated everything I had to say. He said that he shared some of my concerns. Of course, he started weaseling about a federal need for some federal oversight, and I said, well, we part company there. If it ain't in the Constitution, there ain't no need for the federal government to do it. But at least he wouldn't did kick me out of the office. Well, he shouldn't kick you out of this office. Any sheriff that uh, does he, that he, there, we you We had know. an actual discussion. I talked to him about a half hour, 35 minutes, I guess. Well, good. But, hey, That's I'll good. get that form. I'll download that form and send it in to him. But, look, the county and the state levels where we beat this thing. Because, look, if we, we can take off as isolated groups of individuals. They're going to isolate and, and, and nullify us, if not outright try to put us in jail. But you can't do that with a whole state, not even really a whole county. 
Well, that's true. That's that true. But the fact. It's only not a confederacy of them. You've got to face them one way or the other. They did have to face and defeat the confederacy, didn't they? You guys they might have it. to do that in your counties. I don't have to do that in mine. i got Sheriff Grady Judd down here. You guys have heard about him all over the country. Yeah, Why did you him. shoot the suspect 70? We'd have shot more, but we didn't have any more ammo. Didn't have enough ammo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. I did. Well, well yeah, but yeah, right. but look, there's all kind of remedies, but I really think uh, right now, uh, I think uh, nullification is the key. I mean, we've got unconstitutional. There is no requirement to obey an unconstitutional mandate. And civil disobedience sets up the door to get something rendered unconstitutionality. Well, unconstitutional. people don't know, Sarge. People don't know what we're talking about here, just for everybody. The CSP. OA is the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. We figured that we have to start locally, so give it some foundation, some merit. And I think the NSM is a good, uh, you know, creating that as a, a, a party maybe uh, out there or a force to be reckoned with behind the scenes until it gets that that, that foundation uh, feet and and uh, membership behind it. I believe that the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is dedicated to the proposition that all men and women are created equal. We believe that defending liberty is the duty of all citizens and local officials. Therefore, the CSPOA, uh, what they they do is is we send them this questionnaire. And just I'm going to read one question, for instance, one question that's on there. Should the federal government come into your county to serve warrants and make arrests without informing uh, you, the sheriff, first of their intentions. And then underneath it gives them four options to answer, you know, uh, uh, how they would answer. And obviously, Sarge, what is the constitutional, or Bert, what's the constitutional right, proper answer a sheriff should answer to that, that question to? Sarge, you first, maybe? Uh, uh, say that again. What was the question again? It says, should the federal government come into your county to serve warrants and make arrests without informing you first of their intentions, pretending, you know, the sheriff, informing the sheriff? No. Uh, no. 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 Should, they should not do it without informing the sheriff of their intention to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, they should not. And the proper answer then would be, said, they should absolutely notify our office before doing anything in my county. Uh, 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 so it's safer for the federal office, blah, 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 blah. You know, it goes on and on and on. But, yeah, no, they should not. The federal government has no jurisdiction whatsoever to enter into any county and kick somebody's door down and drag them off to a, a detention center. It just doesn't – just, that's not what the Constitution was all about. But today they do it, right? Because a lot of people yeah. say they're fed up. The Constitution's not there. It's a, you know, it, they're supposed right. to be it's repelling not. foreign invaders, and they're not doing that. Yeah, they're not even protecting our border. But they're they're, they're, they're welcoming them in and enabling them to invade our country. That's even worse. Yes. What's, ha- what's happening, guys, and I've seen this firsthand, and I know, is that they're sitting around waiting for people like myself and then people on the opposite extreme of me, like, say, I don't know, your Black Panthers people, you know, that are on the other extreme, even your leftist extremists like Antifa. They're sitting around waiting for us to do something illegal. And a lot of the times it doesn't happen. Not always, but most of them. We don't advocate anything illegal. But these people are chomping at the bit, especially the FBI, is chomping at the bit just waiting for us to do something illegal. And it very seldom, if ever, happens. Meanwhile, all these other laws are being broken in America. Cities are being burned down. But they're still focused on us. I don't get yeah. it. Does that make any sense? It makes a lot yeah. of sense, but it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, look, this, wrong. This, this, I think I think this government's going to be under a lot of pressure. No matter what they say, they have not released the audits from Arizona yet. And there's a guy who says uh, on Twitter, a guy named Jovan Pulitzer, and he says that they're identifying markings on the ballots, and they're exactly what they were looking for in the audit. It wasn't bamboo paper like a lot of these audit detractors claim. It wasn't secret watermarks either. It was a secret printer identifying protocol established years ago by the Secret Service to help catch counterfeiters and explains what it is. And this is what is showing up on the audits. They haven't released, remember, they haven't released results of this audits yet. We get, look, it doesn't even matter if we get the election overturned, if we can show that this is a, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. Let me, let me take that back completely. But if we can absolutely prove this is an illegitimate regime, even if they don't try to replace it in some way, shape, form, or fashion, it will effectively negate anything they want to try to do, or it should. Yeah. I find it I mean, I expect that they that they've done it the way they've done it. Uh, if, I, I'm going to encourage them to keep on trying to um, find out the actual results of this election, be it Trump or be it Biden, whatever the case. I'm telling you, though, if they find out that Trump won that election, uh, uh, it isn't like they're just going to go in there and uninstall Joe Biden. There's going to be at least 50% of America is going to be one very pissed-off country as a result of that, and they're basically going to have well, it put in their face yeah. saying, Sorry, well, guys. It, it, here's, what this, here's what this guy said. This guy said that there's a matrix, uh, and there's markings that are placed on the ballots. This is the way it was. And they're seemingly random, but according to the protocol, when you look at it, you can reveal the precise identity of the printer that printed them up by serial number along with the exact time and date the document was printed. And it's, it's microdots. It's kind of like a series of microdots placed on the ballots. Yeah, but listen, Sarge, hang on real quick. Those of you remember last week, I, I was in, uh, I think I was over on the NSM there. Remember I told everybody that uh, one of my friends there uh, said that they activated a lot of the FEMA uh, detention centers down there in Texas? Well, the reason they did activate them, and the reason why is that the uh, uh, they're prepping for the Afghan refugees. See that? They knew this was uh-huh. going to happen prior before it happened in Afghanistan, and now it's already breaking in the mainstream news media that that's where a lot of the refugees are going to these, uh, down in Texas. You see yeah, that? I mean, and some who's going to have one or two million interpreters? Is that it? Is that what I'm going to try to tell well, well, what I'm trying to tell you is that two weeks ago I was on another podcast show and I said, hey, I got a friend that said they just recently activated these uh, FEMA camps down in Texas. That, I don't know how true it is. I don't know, blah, 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 because, you know, everyone throws these conspiracy theories out. Well, now it's in the mainstream news. At these refugees that are coming from Afghanistan are going there. And that's where they're going to be going, those FEMA camps there, you know, to, you know, re, to, I guess, re-stimulate uh, them into society. I don't know what they're going to be doing there, but they're, they're going to be going there. So the thing that I'm trying to point, I'm trying to make is that they knew this Afghan thing was going to happen. See, I didn't see the, see the, uh, the you know, the, line, the red tape there. I didn't see between the lines there. But this person was trying to tell me, hey, this is what's going on, but they can only tell me so much. So, but I got that out there at least. So I don't know. People, some people may remember that, but not. But hey, it was hey, on Ron's hey, show, hey, Joe, we've already but, uh, got the State Department reports. We've got reports from Pentagon reports, and uh, reporters are reporting on 
information, intelligence and information that the Biden administration had months ago, certainly weeks ago, detailing the likelihood of the collapse of the Afghan National Army and their failure to do anything to even secure the weapons and ammunition, the weapons and equipment. Well, let's go back, Sarge. Let's go back to this COVID thing here. I'm going to play this here for everybody. They got neighborhood watch groups lined with police harassing people. Like the, all right, and they say it's like the Gestapo here, okay? Uh, police ad- uh, admit to a targeted attack like the Gestapo. That's what they say. I'm going to play this one. This is uh, uh, for they're, they're to uh, get vaccinated or to get tested for COVID. It's, insta- it's insanity. We have... Another wow. Morning, everyone. My name's Sergeant Colson from uh, City 8 Patrol. Just let you know there's a uh, video camera on my uniform. Because I'm talking. Good morning, Sergeant Will Collins. Yep. And which uh, high patrol are you from? City 8. I'm just getting your partner's name there. Castle Jackson. Castle Jackson. Have we met before? Have we? Did you give me uh, infringement before? No, sir. Yeah. So you're you're a fresh customer. Yes, right. And Sergeant Collins, can I just confirm? Has your vehicle been parked outside? my local area, for the last few days, waiting for me to drive past you. Not me, mate. No, no, I've seen this car. This, this cop car has been sitting there all this time. Oh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is an this example is of police harassment. Now, you've been right me. Have you had any alcohol today? Now, what was the reason for the traffic stop? We're doing roadside testing. You're doing okay. roadside testing. That okay. was the reason for the stop. That's the reason. Well done. This okay. sergeant knows what he's doing. He's starting the traffic stop with a very good question. Okay. Have you had any alcohol? No, I'm not having any alcohol. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, given your comments, what would you like me to say to this customer? Do you do a well? Yes, I do. Okay, can you produce your driver's well? license? Absolutely, just letting you know you're being live streamed. You're going to you have about 100,000 people really watching. I couldn't care less, so I just want you to introduce your driver's well. license. Absolutely. Now, we do have another one here. There we go. How many police does it take to stop an Aussie contact these days? Alright? We've got actually undercover vehicles everywhere. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. So they want my license, eh? Now it's 8.47. We're going to work. We're not breaking the law. We just left home. And these officers have been camping outside my house. And I know that because the local businesses have reported you. The local... All right. What they're doing is setting up these checkpoints in neighborhoods (laughs) to stop people on their way to work. To to test them for COVID. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, how far does this tyranny got to go? I mean, I mean, what, where well, do you draw the line? It was like, it was loud. Well, they're, they're giving, they're giving our little elite class wow. here in the United States ideas, that's for it sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's insane. It's insanity, insanity. I mean, I just don't, I just don't, I just, I don't know what the, mm-hmm. what, what, what the, I don't know. Uh, let me go to another three, three, six. Wait a minute, they had one case of COVID in one of those uh, provinces. One case triggered it. will never hurt like that. Yeah, hang on. Let me, get, let me go open up another microphone. line here, Sarge. Hang on. Go ahead. Three, three, six. Go ahead. Hey, Joe. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, look, man. I, hey, I don't know what damn subject y'all on and everything. I've heard a few things, but damn, I had a breakthrough that I had to tell you. I don't know. I ain't looked the internet. I don't know how many people done it. I don't really give a fuck because that could be fabricated. But, dude, I sat here. You know, I got that damn uh, wireless charger for my phone, right? Yeah. Well, I could just set my phone and charge, right? Check this out, dude. 
I will then submit a video. I don't know how I'll do that on radio, but bruh, I sat there just I just did it like you know blatant. How about the chick I've been talking to? She left her, and no, it ain't her, but a Marlboro Select special select pack of cigarettes. I set that son of a bitch on my damn wireless charger. It didn't charge, but it was flashing red because it identifies there's something there to charge. Now, were you dropped on your head when you were a kid, or were you just thrown against the damn wall? (laughs) 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 Where is it? What do you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear about goddamn comedy. Yeah, a pack of cigarettes. Dude, I emptied the pack of cigarettes out, and I put just the pack. The pack is what's them making that damn electronic fucking charger react to it. It's flashing. And like I said, I wish I could submit a video. And then, I mean, I'd y'all like might not that, believe man. my 10-year-old son, but he, like watched, he witnessed it too. I'd like to see that. I wish you could put a video on it. Send it to me on Facebook or something. Because, like, everyone's listening on the radio, and they're like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> you know? Hey, look, hey. I know you go over a lot of subjects, dude, and I'm with you on a lot of things. I don't know what subject you're on tonight, damn. But I seen this. I tried to call you. I couldn't reach you. I said, well, he might be in his podcast. So I decided to then call you to let you know because, bruh, dude, I mean, I'm going to do it again. Well, I can't yeah, see it, Pat, but, the, yeah. I know you can't, but, then do you know me to be a liar? No, no, you pretty much are on target, no matter what it is. <laughs> you know, you're pretty much well, thorough. I mean, I'll give I you that. Te- you know what? You know how many people I want to tell this shit to, dude, and everybody laughs it off because everybody's fucking sheeple? They want to damn stay with the whole watch TV, or whatever. Basically, like MK Ultra, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, threw out the mouth. There they go. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. bro. Hey, look, you're I right. called you because you're awake like me. I know a couple are, but... A lot of people, uh, but I wanted, I just wanted to tell you, you know, I'm sorry for interrupting your program, but dude, yeah, I'll show you, but dude, I, I mean, yeah, if you can say, hey, hey, Brad, listen, if you could send me that video on Messenger, that'd be great, man, that'd be great. What, what, face, face? Yeah, Facebook, Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I will. I ain't made a video, but I will, and I'll do it. All right, man. We'll down, we'll upload it to YouTube. But I, I'm interested in seeing what, exactly what he's trying to get at here. But I, I, I know it's got to be something big for him to call into my podcast show because he very hey, hey, seldom Joe, calls in. Well, okay, <laughs> ahead, let, let, let's let's then let's let's Sherlock Holmes the shit. All right, a pack of cigarettes without cigarettes in it, paper, aluminum foil, nothing electronic, right? Well, then why the fuck is it reacting to my charger? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. You guys know about cell phone chargers or how that works? I don't, I don't know too much about them. Brad, you know me when it comes to electronics, you know. I'm I'm uh, shoveling the ground, digging dirt, digging the hole, you know what I mean? Hey. I'm a supervisor type of guy, hey, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey there, there's, there's, no, hey, there's no shame in that, brother, man. I love you, man. But look, there's no reason why an empty pack of cigarettes. I did it with the cigarettes, and I emptied I all know. of them out. There's no reason why a damn pack of cigarettes, this damn paper and aluminum foil, should react to an electronic as if there's something there to charge. I mean, I've done beta testing it, dude. I put a beer on it, a liquor bottle. I put a pen. I put a fucking bottle cap. 
I put all kinds of shit on there. No reaction. But the empty pack of cigarettes has a reaction? Dude, I don't even need to say that, nothing. That, you that, yeah, know. something's in there. Something's in there. Something's in there. Or, or some tobacco or something. Something's in the tobacco, right? That's what that's what probably you're getting at. Is there probably some tobacco left in the uh, cigarettes, and uh, it's, it's picking up a magnetic pulse from the charger. That's weird. That is weird, well, though. I want to see the video, though. Well, you know... Well, you know, the first thing I thought was probably the smokes. I put one. I didn't put one or more on there. Maybe the smokes do have it, but the pack absolutely does because I put a smoke on there and nothing. Hold on. Wow. I put two on there. Wow. But then, but wow. no, I put so, the empty pack and the pack with the smokes. Damn. Nothing. Well, with the pack. Well, we can't see still. it. Brad, Brad, nobody can see it, so i got callers. They can't see it, but you're giving a detailed description, <laughs> man. If you get that video uploaded, man, that, that would be uh, great. <laughs> you know? Hey, Brad. Well, I mean, I know, I, did, I know I'm coming out of the blue, and I know I'm funny to y'all, and I'm sorry for interrupting and everything, but, damn, I know Joe personally, and I wanted him to know this. We'll talk about it later. But I just I had to get it out while I was on my mind. I appreciate it, but, Brad. Yeah, Thanks, man. God. I'll be in touch with you, Brad. Hi. Right, yeah, is, hey, is that one of your boys, Joe? Yeah, he's one of my friends. That's one of my friends, actually. Actually, one of my ex-workers. Brad, tell him, tell him how long, how long you, you, how long ago you used to work for me. <laughs> uh, how many I'm times not, did I, I fire Joe. you? <laughs> no, no, <it> ain't. <laughs> no, you never fire me, bro. But damn, no, no. Hey, look, you look, gotta give me his hey, phone look. number, Joe, and I would love yeah. to take him to the Walmart. And he can go around and say, hey, my name's Brad. I like cookies. And start putting shit in people's shopping carts at the Walmart. Oh, Brad, you got fans now, Brad. I'm not going to hate on you, dude. I got jokes, too, but I'm going to tell you right now, damn. You know, I mean, a lot of things Joe talked about I listened to, but I then woke up not too many years after I quit working for him. I got to working for him. I've been an electrician for 24 fucking years. I was... I got out of work, you know, the economy crashed in 07 and 08 when the housing market fell, and then I was victim to that, you know what I mean? But, then he put me to work. That's how I met him. He's a friend of mine. He will still, and, yeah, that part. All but, right, you know, man. Thanks, look, Brad. Hey, Appreciate I, it. Yeah, all right. All right. Y'all take it easy. All right. Take it easy, Brad. Take it easy, man. All right, there you go. Well, hey, let's go. go. Uh, one of my workers called in, one of my ex-workers, that is. So <laughs> maybe he's maybe half in the bag tonight, like most of them are here in North Carolina. <laughs> what do you think, Bert? <laughs> half? Holy shit. I know. <laughs> that, hey, man, <laughs> it takes all kinds, you know. But I'm, hey, at least you know they're listening to the podcast, you know, somehow, some way. They're yeah, listening, yeah. you know. Hey. Uh, 806, 806, go ahead, man, you're live. Hi, Joe. Hello, Commander. It's Cheryl. How are you? Hi, Cheryl. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Listen, I wanted to just go back a minute to you talking about um, the Afghan refugees coming here. Well, as you know, I'm uh, very concerned about the amount of illegals that are already here and the flood that's still coming. And now we're going to be taking on Afghan refugees in addition to all this. Well, as an NSM member, I think we need to first take care of our own. So I found this article I just want to share with you. Just take a minute. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank you. 
You're welcome. It's called the Pentagon Confirms Fort Bliss to House Evacuated Afghanis. So we were wondering, um, you know, where in Texas it's going to be. Well, it's in Fort Bliss. And it says it's among two U.S. military bases that are set to be used by the Defense Department to house thousands of evacuated Afghan refugees. The other installation to be utilized will be Fort McCoy in Wisconsin. So Pentagon officials confirmed during a briefing Monday afternoon that preparations at the two facilities are underway. And, quote, we want to have capacity to get up to several thousand immediately and want to be prepared for potential of tens of thousands. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby explained, quote, Bliss and McCoy have uh, capability right now. What's advantageous is with a bit of work, it would increase in short order. And defense officials said they plan to relocate 22,000 fleeing Afghanis to the U.S. And this was um, a couple days back on the 17th. So it's fairly new. I just wanted to share that, you know, we just keep bringing people in and in. And, I mean, how much are we – when are we going to stop this, honestly? Yeah. I mean, what are they trying to do? Uh, just squeeze all the all all of us out of the country? I mean, uh, and huddle us all up in a corner someplace and, and box us all in? I mean, how many more of these people are they going to allow in here illegally, too? And they're saying tens of thousands. Sorry, come in. Yeah, as many as it takes. That's what they're going to do. And they're just yeah. going to keep on pushing us out. I mean, take a look at history. Who's the only race out there to ever give the Jews an epic ass kicking? That's white people. They know this. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to try to push us out. Yeah. I mean, and they are clipping this country, that's for sure. Demographic. Yeah, but you better not say it, though. Oh, you better not say no, it. No, 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 no. You're a racist. You're a racist. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a person. You don't fit into their narrative. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm this already my All right. I already did double depositions in Charlottesville telling the Jews I hate them all anyway and then gave them justification for it. I quoted Adolf Hitler on a on a deposition under oath. I don't know how much You're I, an enemy combatant how, now. How many different ways Yeah, I mean how many different ways could I tell them they're pieces of shit? I, I actually posted that on Gab here the other day. I was like, We've been through Detroit, we were told we would never go into uh black ghettos, uh because we hear that constantly from a lot of the black community. Oh, you'll never come to our neighborhood and say that. 50,000 to one we were outnumbered. Went through downtown Detroit. Nothing happened. They couldn't touch us with a 10-foot pole. Went through Pennsylvania. We went through Arizona. We go through all these places. Nothing ever happens. Then I'm like, well, okay. Then Campbell told us our website was crappy. So now we got the best website in the world. So just keep on telling us what we can do to improve. Just keep on making sure it happens. Well, that's yeah. just it. They hey, Bert, keep backing us into too. the corner. Yeah, yeah, they're backing us into a corner, but we, we, you talk about waking people up, uh, you know, like that last caller there. You know, he worked for me years ago. I know, I, I think, I wonder if I got my guy from Florida. He, he used to work for me. He worked for me for about 15 years, and he, he moved down to Florida. And, uh, oh, so I got some back, somebody's got some background noise. Somebody does. Uh, but uh, he's the same thing, Federal Reserve and everything. Woke him up through the Federal Reserve. But the problem is we're waking people up too late. I mean, it, this is it's, it's the eleventh hour, fifty ninth minute, and we're in trouble. Uh, I don't I think just it's too late he... because 
white people are the masters of efficiency and proficiency. So I don't think it's – I used to think there was a point of no return on this, but honestly don't think so. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a bigger mess to clean up, but you also got to take a look at uh, Weimar Germany in the Third Reich. I, I mean, that, that's a perfect comparison. I know people say we dwell on that a lot, but it is what's happening right now. It's a carbon copy. And if you watch everything that happened then, how far the German people had to be pushed before they just turned absolutely vicious. Well, this is much later. This is 2021, 70, 80 years later. And people are a lot more tolerant now. So I'm looking at that point. How much more are white people going to have to take before they get pissed off and they just grow some teeth and grow some backbones? That's what I'm more curious at, to see what's going to happen, more so than whether or not we can come back. Because we can take quite a bit. Yeah. And this deception has been happening for so long now. I'm actually I'm going to play something here about deception real quick. Uh, it's only about a couple minutes long, but uh, you know they've been deceiving us through the TV, through entertainment, and like you said, controlling what we see and hear for so long now. But we have these generations that are born into it, and they don't. And 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 we're out there trying to fight to wake people up and motivate people like you, Bert. You're trying to motivate people, bring our people together. And, and the thing of it is, is that we're on the lo- we we can openly admit we're on the losing side right now we're losing right now we are losing the information war but why when we have all the tools at our fingertips when we have the we have the right on our side the right way to do things is on our side we even have people from different uh, backgrounds supporting us you know well that's what's going to happen you guys remember a gentleman named lieutenant colonel hang on hang on one second sarge Sarge, hang on, Bert, hang on. Uh, go ahead, Bert. I mean, you're next, Sarge. You'll be next. I, I was just. I don't think you I heard. I was just going to say, Bert. I'll keep it short. So, so yeah, that's okay. That's, I'll keep it short so Sarge can talk. But we haven't hit rock bottom yet. Like we always say, people, white people, are just a little too comfortable, and more and more they're starting. I mean, 500, 500 people. Yeah, we lost them. I, I say, no. give them some more. Give them some more. They seem to like it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We got to hit rock bottom. I think. Well, I think that's what it is. Yeah, we're we're not there. We're not even close. So we'll we'll get there though. Well, so got another log to throw on the fire. You got another log to throw on the fire. You you gentlemen ever heard of a uh, exactly. of an officer named Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer? Do you remember his name? He was one of the, he was the commanding officer of an intelligence army intelligence unit called Able Danger, and they identified many of the uh, Iraqi or the uh, 9/11 uh, uh, plot participants, the ones who actually hijacked the aircraft. He identified a lot of them and tried to bring it to the attention of people in Washington D.C. But they had to go through all these compartmental walls, they call walls of separation, and he couldn't get the information out. They blocked him from doing it. Do you remember that? He testified about it before Congress and everything else, and they kind of hushed it all up. I, I, I don't remember the story, but you can lighten us, please. You can look quick, him up, Anthony mind. Schaefer. He's pretty well known for people who follow closely what happened in the wake of congressional hearings, and particularly with regard to an outfit called Able Danger. He really identified the, the Mohammed Atta, that guy who was the lead guy in the, uh, in the aircraft that hit the, uh, the Trump Towers, I mean the World Trade Center. Well, anyway, uh, Barr, according to Anthony Schaefer, the same officer, he said that Anthony Barr told him to stop looking 
in the truck driver Jesse Morgan's testimony that he moved more than 200,000 fraudulent ballots from New York to Pennsylvania before the 2020 election. He said Barr asked him to stop looking into it and investigating it. Barr was a scumbag. We know that. Why? I don't know why the Trump supporters love Barr. Barr, but Barr was a scumbag. I mean, it, I mean, he, and I just don't understand why. Where the Trump supporters get off where Barr? Like they stick up for Barr so many times. Oh, he couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Everyone. You, you, know, you know why? Barr because a, he had a reputation for being a competent uh, official before um, he got he became Trump uh, AG. That's why he totally sold him out for whatever did. reason. But he had the reputation for being competent before this, for being yeah, a reasonable well. competent. Maybe not quite a Rudy Giuliani, but right up in that area. Yeah. Well, let me play this for everybody real quick. It's, you know, deception. It has to do with deception. And everyone remembers Desert Storm. Remember the guy with the Scud missiles? You know, uh, talking about the Scuds are going to hit. Another Jewish conspiracy lie there when Saddam was launching the Scuds. He was going to blow up Israel, you know, and, and the Israelis held back with restraint. Remember? Yeah, I see people may not remember that, but that was my time, you know, a uh, very important time in my life. I remember that. But uh, it was all that lie. It was all but that lie. You know, and that's what it was. This is the Illuminati and and their their scumbag ranks. They're pulling the wool on the people. If I can get it. Tends to dominate.
I'm not going to play the rest of that. But that guy was in Atlanta doing that report. He was in Atlanta. I pretended to be, he was a CNN reporter. And I remember watching that, actually. Uh, actually, uh, Sarge, uh, this is before I – actually, I was at the – I think I was – I think I might have been at the – I actually might have been at the recruiter's office at that time when, that, when I saw that report. I remember because I was with a couple of buddies, and they were like, you just lost the scuds. We got – you know, everybody was like, we got to go fight Saddam Hussein. I remember everybody in high school, you know, we got to go get Saddam Hussein. You know, like he was like this big monster like Osama bin Laden was, you know, back in 2001. We got to go get him, go, the boogeyman. He's coming here to get us. And he just was going to attack Israel, you know, and it's like none of it was happening. If we all, you know, uh, you find out later it was all a big lie. So it just reflects back now to this this Afghanistan thing. This is all probably another big put-up deal, and they're shipping these people over into America. You know, uh, and putting them in these FEMA camps that they're reactivating down there in Texas, and and for what reason? What are they doing? Are they going to the CIA going to train these people, and they're going to launch some? Uh, they're going to be sleeper cells in America that are going to attack uh, Americans or, or, or light off or something that's going to have another false flag that's going to happen to take away our liberties and lock us down. You know what? What do you, what do you think, Sarge, or anybody out there? Anybody? Like, well, uh, I, I it doesn't look like they're going to vet them. It doesn't look like it's going well, to be bad. Exactly. They're I mean, just going to bring them over here. They're going to say right? oh, they, 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 they put their lives at risk for the United States. We owe them uh, protection. And, yeah, I would agree with that with the ones who were legitimately working with the United States. But uh, uh, 250, 500,000 interpreters? Hell no. I don't know. They're going to use it as an excuse. They're going to use it as a big leap to get 500,000 or a million what they think will be Democrat voters in this country. Well, I'll tell you what. I got a bunch of people on the line here. I got a couple. uh, uh, Closing thoughts to tonight's podcast, everybody. Take your time. We got time permitting. I got started about 10 minutes early, so it may cut me off. I'm still on the kosher plan, Bert, by the way, so. You know, I don't get that extra overtime. So. Oh, man. <laughs> no, and did, did you see how Austin contradicted what Biden said today? I, I didn't catch it, actually. I, was, I had to work today and whatnot. And I, I was at the gym, and I was trying to bench press, like, my max today, and I couldn't do it, so I'm real pissed off. I, I well, I'll tell like, you, uh, Biden said today that uh, the mission to destroy al-Qaeda in Afghanistan was success, and he knew of no circumstances where Americans couldn't reach Kabul airport. And then just shortly afterwards, uh, Austin said it's unacceptable that Taliban are beating Americans on their way to the airport and being blocked uh, from getting there. This I is secondary defense. Man, do you understand that in the chain of command of the armed forces, after the president is the secretary of defense, they're not talking to each other or something, or what? Well, Biden's, Biden's out getting ice cream. You know, he's, he's, uh, he don't know where he's at. You know, and he's got 20 Secret Service guys following him. Incredible, you know? man. This came within minutes of they're contradicting each other. He can't find the door of the White House. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he doesn't know where he's at. He thinks his mom's at the White House. You know, you remember that interview there? My mother, your mother's here. <laughs> well, I don't My trust Lloyd Austin, oh, really? but I believe he's the one telling the I truth. That one. Not the senile old goat. Yeah, that was funny, man. Uh, hey, hey, 806. Go ahead. You want to do some closing thoughts? Go ahead. 806, then Bert. Uh, 806, yeah. You want closing thoughts tonight's show if you want to, or you want to add here at the end? 
No, I don't want to add anything. Just thank you for taking my call. It was a great show. I enjoyed listening to it. So I'll listen to you next week as well. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, uh, Bert, we'll talk about the – I don't want to put it out there just yet, but uh, we'll talk maybe after the show if you've got time, Bert. I, I think you're on the road. You keep breaking up a lot, so you might be driving. But, uh, Bert, go ahead. you got yeah, the floor. I'm on the road. No, I was just going to say, if people think these, bringing these Afghan refugees is a great idea, I can tell you firsthand from being in Afghanistan and some of the DFACs over there, which people don't know, DFAC is uh, short for dining facility what the military calls it and when i happened to be at camp leatherneck which is a marine base over in afghanistan they had officers in there who were not happy because uh the ana um uh, some of the afghan uh, employees that were there would come in and they would also eat right where the officers were and we had a full bird colonel in there the one day uh, and he was being escorted by a warrant officer and the Afghan employees and the people who were eating in the U.S. dining facility would just come into and smash into the Fulbright Colonel. Bumpers, they knocked his food over. They've done everything. Now, this, this is something so stupid in Afghanistan. Now, if they're knocking people's food over of somebody, you know, who's an officer like that, that's one. Now, we're talking right. how many thousands did you guys say, quarter million? They're going to come over here and they're going to knock over your food. <laughs> And uh, that ought to be interesting to see yeah. how that works. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think the military is necessarily a bunch of prima donnas. They're just they're doing what they have to do. It's political correctness. And uh, uh, this isn't going to work. This is going to be very bad. And maybe this is just what the doctor ordered. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Hit rock bottom, like you said. Uh, 509, are you still out there? You want to say something real quick here at the end? And then, Sarge, you're next. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that... Uh, with all these, because I'm kind of watching the news on silent, but um, it, it's showing a bunch of Taliban, a bunch of, you know, Afghanistan trying to come over here. And I was thinking, man, there's got to be there a bunch of Taliban in there acting like refugees, and they're just going to come over here and do stupid shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sleeper cells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely cells, right. Yeah. Sarge. If you guys want to get a good laugh as all these people uh, thinking that this new and improved Taliban is just a bunch of Belgians in waiting, you need to go on YouTube and watch this little clip from uh, Vice on Showtime. And they got this uh, Vice news reporter, uh, uh, an Islamic woman named Hind Hassan. And she's asking this Taliban commander named Katab about democracy and women's rights in Afghanistan. And the immediate reaction from him and two of his tough-looking lieutenants with beards and everything else, you know, like those llamas look like, they immediately started laughing. They couldn't restrain themselves. And they were laughing so hard they had to tell the camera to stop filming as soon as she asked the question. And i just like to remind all these proto-feminists and others, and it's something that we keep telling these people all the time. Women are only going to have the rights that men are willing to fight and die for them to have. They better start waking up. And these Islamists maybe might give them a glimpse into the potential future that might await some of them. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't get a live interview for everybody tonight, but uh, next week we'll get somebody. Hey, sometimes it happens, you know. 
But thanks for listening tonight. God bless the Republic, and we will be on next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and throughout during the week. And, of course, support the NSM and their uh, broadcast. Check out their website, nsm88.org, uh, right, uh, Bert? Yes, sir. Right, I think he's still with me. All right. God bless everybody. Take care. 88. 88.
without warning or provocation. Americans are being swept up in an international dragnet. Thousands of FBI agents are on the trail of other citizens here and abroad. It has everything to do with hate and evil and murder and prejudice. America's strong, strong, strong.
hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action. Talk to Will in Arizona. Thanks for holding her on the air. First off, I am a Prison TV Planet member. Awesome, brother. Go ahead and into your points, and I'll hold you over if need be. Um, if you really want to have an unbridged idea of what is going on today, look at uh, it's actually a YouTube video, but it's a it's a documentary. Uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, the greatest story never told. He actually kicked out a lot of the bankers because they were trying to implode Germany after World War One. And it was the bankers. And when I was watching that, it was five hours long. And I started listening and saying to myself, wait a minute, They're, they are just repeating history, but because we are so dumbed down in the sense of our historical knowledge. Well, I haven't seen the documentary you're talking about, uh, but uh, people can, I guess, check it out for themselves. In the very well-made, excellent and moving documentary called Adolf Hitler, The Greatest Story Never Told. I want you to do something for me as well, and I would really appreciate it. Before you listen to this interview, I want you to watch. During the American Revolution, the active forces in the field against the king's tyranny never amounted to more than 3% of the colonists. They were in turn actively supported by perhaps 10% of the population. In addition to these revolutionaries, or perhaps another 20% who favored their cause but did little to nothing to support it. Another one-third of the population sided with the king. By the end of the war, there were actually more Americans fighting for the king than there were in the field against him. And the final third, they took no side and blew with the wind and took what came. Percenters today do not claim that we represent 3% of the American people, although we might. That theory has not yet been tested. We do claim that we represent at least 3% of American gun owners, which is still a healthy number, somewhere in the neighborhood of 3 million people. History, for good or ill, is made by determined minorities. We are one such minority. So too are the current enemies of the Founders' Republic. What remains, then, is the test of will and skill to determine who will shape the future of our nation.